0: everybody and welcome to the PlayStation Nation podcast. We're at episode 6 but our original intro got a little messed up in the recording process so I decided to record a new one all by my little lonesome. We're going to jump right in with what we've been playing this week so here we go. I've been going old school again this week. I uh, went to my buddy's house who I actually gave my original PlayStation to, and he didn't want it anymore. Actually his wife didn't want it in the house anymore. So what? I got my original launch day PlayStation back, and I got about thirty games back. So, actually, yesterday I was playing MLB Pennant Race for a while, and I was playing uh, the original Wipeout, and just all old school games. I
1: remember when uh, Wipeout first came out, and you saw billboards for Red Bull, and I'm like, "What the hell yeah. is that?"
0: No, nobody here knew what Red Bull yeah. was. I thought it was some those, futuristic thing. They those made up.
1: silly Austrians! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now they're gonna sell us um, uh, eight ounces of fluid for two dollars. that never yeah. work.
0: <laughs> But it'll make you really jumpy, and it'll probably blow your heart up in in ten years. Yeah, I, I can't wait till
1: this generation's forty five years old, and the uh, heart attack rate just fucking skyrockets because of this.
0: <laughs> oh, it's another case of red bullitis.
1: <laughs> Let's not call it that.
0: <laughs> now, okay, so um, this
1: is an original launch day PlayStation One, and it still
0: works. That's the problem. I don't know. I haven't hooked it up yet. Uh, uh, you know, for a long time it was one of those where you had to flip it over to play anything. Yeah, that's
1: what I was about to ask. Did you have to turn it upside down?
0: Oh yeah, we had to. We had to do that for a while. Um, he just hasn't played it for a long time, so I took it back from him because I actually might try to do that thing where you can take the PS One game and put it on your PSP by using the, the Sony official wrapper. So I'll have to check into that and see if I can get that to work. Very nice. Hey, good luck uh, I've been playing Raiden 3, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, pretty much that's it. I actually I, I put that in my blog entry this week as well. I was doing a lot of gaming this weekend, but it was actually with other people, and I was playing uh, poker for three days straight. So Did you win? Overall, yeah, I won. Right. Um, placed fourth in one tournament, didn't do too good on the second night, the third day. Walked out with uh, about three times as much as I started with. So
1: You're a very good man.
0: Yeah. You got, a, nice to have a you got bit of the poker face
1: caps. going on, or what do you got? You wear sunglasses, a hat?
0: Nope. I sometimes wear a, a baseball cap, but that's about it. I don't wear sunglasses.
1: Yeah, your face is enough to scare your opponents.
0: Oh! That's true. That's very true. I could do like Peter Griffin and just take my entire face off. But <laughs> I don't know if you saw that family. Yeah, I've not.
1: seen that one. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome.
0: Oh Pete, your polka face is the best. That's a that's a pretty good Cleveland, actually. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's nasty. C- can you say
1: um we don't allow white literature in our household? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but I don't allow white literature in my house. Oh, no,
1: I'm kidding. Okay. Is that all you <laughs> All right, is that all you got for this week?
0: uh that and uh some more rainbow six vegas they just released uh the the new pack with the new maps and the new gameplay types so everyone's sort of playing that quite a bit again you know it's funny i don't like tactical shooters at all i never have and i'm just addicted to that game online and i have it on the pc i haven't gotten the update for the pc yet uh but i was playing that quite a bit when that pack came out on the 360 so playing a lot of that
1: all right cool um I'm going to go ahead and give a warning now. This is going to be a mammoth, what you've been playing, because I bought around 10 games this week. Wow. Yeah, I found a ton of stuff on sale. Now that the PS2 is kind of being shifted away, I just bought a ton of PS2 games. Yeah, I bought Raiden 3, which, like uh, he said, we'll be talking about a little later. And uh, here's the best part. I was in line to buy uh, Radiata Stories, which I'll talk about in a sec, and the guy... The guy behind me comes in, and he's going to trade, like, 10 RPGs. And I'm looking at what he got, and the RPG on top is Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne Limited Edition.
0: Right. Which, if
1: you check on eBay, is a 60 fucking dollar game.
0: And GameStop would probably give him about $0.50 on a pack of gum. Yeah,
1: and so that's what I told him. I said, hey, uh, you know, they're not going to give you much sore credit for that game. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll give you 15 bucks cash for it. You like money? Huh? Huh? He's like, wow, really? <laughs>
0: Thanks, dude.
1: And uh, so I walked away with Nocturne, and I've played the Digital Devil Saga games, and I love them. And I've been looking for a copy of Nocturne cheap for a while, and it's just—it's just a phenomenal game. The story is just so bizarre and crazy, and just unlike anything you've ever played before. The characters are very fleshed out. It looks great. It's it's fun to de- it, it's basically pokemon for adults oh god no yeah because you go around and you collect horrifying demons and you basically <laughs> so like here's here's how the battle system works the only main playable character is you right and so okay. you go around and you find demons different demons and you can either fight them to gain experience or you can actually talk with them and so you can go up and chat with them and you're just like hey what's up and sometimes they'll be like and they'll just start attacking you and sometimes they'll be like give me some money and you can give them like 50 bucks and they'll be like
0: i'll join you and uh this sounds a lot like women
1: you meet in a bar (laughs) yeah yeah you can buy a couple demons drinks too you know you get a couple my ties in them they'll do whatever you want and uh but it's pretty basic uh traditional japanese role-playing uh it just gets away with it just like digital devil Stra- digital devil saga with just it's amazing storytelling and just how different and totally off the wall and crazy the entire game is right and uh so as i was saying i was in line and the game i was going to buy and did buy too was radiata stories which is another ps2 uh, japanese rpg um uh, It's kind of generic in its battle system, but this game gets away with it because it's one of the funniest games I've ever played. Basically, you play this kid and the uh, local knights of the kingdom are having problems drafting people, so they're basically starting to let anybody in. And so, uh, you get teamed up with this uh, psychopathic cute girl and this overweight knight who takes his job way too seriously and you set out on mundane quests it's not like most games at least not yet where you're saving the world like like you'll walk into the room and uh your leader will be like i've got great news we've got an amazing quest lined up and then you'll find out you're gonna go help a dwarf cross the street <laughs> it, it's it's very funny it's very well translated uh i got it for 15 bucks you know, nice. If you can if you can find this one, I don't think they made many copies of it. I didn't think it sold very well, but if you can find it, this is a definite pickup. You'll really like it if you like Japanese role playing games.
0: Yeah, I live in the middle of Wisconsin. I can't find any rare games anywhere. <laughs> Alright. Well, uh
1: then I bought probably the best game ever made, Elite Beat Agents for my DS. Uh <laughs> God, this game is amazing. Uh, it's it's a rhythm game. Uh, you've all seen it. It's the fucking game where agents dance to help people. Right. And uh, with such great music as Lala from Ashley Simpson and Skater Boy from Avril Lavigne to some good toe tapping tunes. Got a little YMCA oh. in there. Uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash is the last song, and it's fucking impossible. Um, it's... Uh, it's really good. If you can it, go buy it, by all means. You'll really have a lot of fun with Elite Beat Agents because of just how crazy and over-the-top everything is.
0: Yeah, a friend of mine owns that. I tried it. That's not my type of game. <laughs> you're,
1: not, you're not into uh, you know the crazy agents dancing?
0: Oh, I think the only but, rhythm game that I've ever played like that, that I've actually enjoyed myself, is Samba de Amigo. And well, a little bit with that Donkey Kong one with the bongos, but you got to get
1: "You're My Inspiration" by Chicago going too to bring back the ghost of the little girl's <laughs> oh, dead <man>.
0: father. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. Yeah. I didn't
1: make that up, man.
0: <laughs> that's uh, that's probably one I won't get. But
1: all right, well, uh, let's see. After that, I got. I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> I got Mega Man Anniversary Collection for the Xbox. It's Mega Man. It's a bunch of Mega Man. You'll love it if you love Mega Man. Hearing Mega Man Two music on my Dolby five point one surround on my big screen TV after all these years is is a is a real treat. I gotta say. (laughs) And um, you know, it's it's good. It's good. It's really it's really good. Uh, you know, you got behind the scenes featurettes and things like that. Lots of stuff to keep you occupied. Um, Mm -hmm. then I bought Contra Shattered Soldier. For the PS2. Ooh, really? Yeah, I found a copy for fifteen bucks. Uh, awesome! It's Contra. It's Contra. It's got a totally kick-ass metal soundtrack. Uh, it's 3D. Well, no, it's not 3D. It's fully polygonal backgrounds and character models. Right. It looks very good. It's hard as balls.
0: Uh, that is a in the true Contra way. Yeah, it,
1: it is hard, and only the way Contra can be hard
0: yep yeah
1: um let's see after that about just cause for the xbox three sixty uh very fun game crazy uh jump out of airplanes land on somebody's car kick them out of car jump back on car uh deploy parachute fly up kill dudes while on parachute and free falling lots of crazy stunts uh good tropical weather it's really fun game um I got it at a discounted price, and just uh, pick it up if you like those kind of GTA games.
0: Yeah, I played the demo, and I actually got a little bored with it. I think that's... I, I'm not big into sandbox games, though. Yeah, it, So I think that's why I got bored with it. It just seemed red, rep, repetitive after a while. Uh, for, for me, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure the fleshed-out game probably has a lot more variety, but I, I don't know. I just... I played it, and I was like, eh, it's not really my type of game. Well, I, I, I
1: like these open-world games, so... Right. It is my kind of thing, and I enjoyed it. And uh, the last game I talk, I'm going to talk about today, I promise, is uh, I bought Siren. I found a copy of Siren for five bucks, brand new, which is this this PS2 survival horror game made by the guys who did Silent Hill. And it shows; it's it's just like Silent Hill. It's got uh, it's foggy, lots of fog, uh, weird atmosphere, uh, except. The problem I have with it is it's just got terrible production values. Uh, the voice acting is okay, but here's the thing. It's British. All the characters are Japanese with Japanese names that takes place in Japan. So you're playing the game well, the and all of a sudden you'll hear its characters British? say, Oi, that bloke went over there. And it's just... Like... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding, man. That's how it works. And it's just... I'm really enjoying the atmosphere that it creates and then I get to that to a part like that and it it just sucks me out of it and it just kills the mood.
0: Yeah, I think that would uh I would probably watch it quite a bit just because or play it quite a bit just because it would make me crack up so much.
1: Yeah, and it's not the fact that it's bad. I mean the voice acting's actually pretty good. It's it's British.
0: <laughs> hey Hello, let's go
1: get some sushi, shall we? Oh, yes, let's go to Fukuhara-san's place. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We'll have Crumpets, tea and Yakisoba. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, uh, I played this. Anything, and other than that, I've been playing my main standbys of Super Paper Mario, Guitar Hero, and The Godfather. Right. So, I think I've talked enough about me... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right so uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on so we've got one review coming up for you now we were planning on reviewing either super rub dub or calling our cars but they're not out and Fuckers. no one
0: knows why well jeffy put something up on his blog i believe it was this morning or yesterday and he actually played multiplayer with uh, the ign crew uh, so that they could review the game Um and one of the, the IGN guys couldn't tell him anything about the review, of course, because they haven't released it yet. But one of the guys from the crew actually posted up on the forums, and this is in his entire post: "Calling all cars is a lot of fun, a lot." That's his entire post. So now I'm getting a little more excited because these guys are usually pretty harsh to begin with. Um, Did you hear what they wrote about Super Deb? <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, they hated it. Yeah, they absolutely. They compared it. it to the scene in Syriana where George Clooney gets his fingernails ripped out.
0: Yeah, and it's it's funny because, like I said, you know, I listened to that Red Rant um, podcast, which is associated with Free Speech, and those guys seem to really love it. So I don't know if it just wasn't the reviewers' type of game. Those guys or... do
1: also work for Sony,
0: right? In around and I and you know, I was going to say that you know, in a roundabout way, they work for Sony. Um... So I don't know. Luckily, there'll be there'll be a demo available. I'm sure. So God, I hope there's a demo available. If there's not, uh, I might have to steer clear. Uh, calling all cars! I'm definitely buying. I'm just I'm I'm very sure that I'm gonna like it.
1: Yeah, I, I I honestly haven't heard a bad thing about it. Everyone who I've talked to who's or read about that's played it has just said the same thing. It's a hell of a lot of fun. And right. when you're and... when you're making a PlayStation Network game or an Xbox Live Arcade game. That's your goal. That should be your number one goal because it's a very simple game. It should be fun right. above all else.
0: And Jeffy actually uh, wrote, writes right here, uh, Finally, Calling All Cars will be out either next week or the next week. It's not May 18th in, in the United States, like 3Speech says. That seems to be the date for Europe. Uh, then he puts in parentheses, I'm not sure on this. I'm just getting the, that date from the net like a lot of you guys. We are shooting to have the game out next week, but it's not us at this point, as the game has been done for about a week now. There's just some format stuff we got to clear up, and as soon as we do and thus get the street date, I will let everyone know. Thanks for being patient. So he knows that there's a problem. He knows that everybody was expecting the game. It's kind of out of his out of his hands from what it sounds like.
1: Yeah, well, it, I, I can understand the calling out cars, but, uh, you know, it's super rub-a-dub. That was promised to us. We got. Well, the funny thing got is, work is, it was so made in Europe.
0: It's not like there's a conversion, right? Yeah, it's. I don't know. And the thing is, I don't really know if anyone's that excited about Super Rub-A-Dub There might be some people that that want to give it a try if they price it correctly. If they price it at you know four or five bucks, I think people will probably pick it up because it's something to to show off the the motion sensitivity like Flow does. It's another game to play. It's one of those diversion games where you don't get in and just try to kick ass or whatever else. Um, I know one thing that I thought was really cool about um, Super rub was when I was listening to the podcast, they were saying that you can actually, it has online leaderboards, and you can actually go onto the online leaderboard, and if you see that someone has actually gotten past a level that you can't figure out, you can actually upload the entire level, uh, you know, showing you playing the level, and you can actually watch a replay of them playing the entire level up on the online leaderboard. Huh. So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, I, I was really surprised by that one. Um, so I, I'm, I'm actually I, I'm looking forward to that to a certain extent, uh, just to see some of the online components. I, you know, obviously you can't play a two player online or anything else, but that leaderboard uh, feature sounded really. It was kind of unique. It's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see on those. I'm gonna bet that we'll get Calling All Cars sometime next week, and we'll get um, Super Rub-a-Dub. I'm going to bet Thursday. I'm going to bet Thursday. That seems Yeah, fun. that's what
0: it's. it's it, that's what it kind of points to is that we'll probably get that game because there was no conversion involved. It's already out in Europe, so we know that it's set up for the PSN already. We'll probably see that this week in Calling All Cars next week. I, I agree.
1: All right. Well, now that we've done our first news story, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the review. Now, there's really nothing that's come out, uh, so we're going to go ahead and review an awesome PS2 game that you should all go out and buy. We're going to be talking about in 3*. Uh, it's come out in yes. the United States finally from our good folks at UFO Interactive. It's exclusive to the PlayStation 2, and you can play it on your PS3. So you can think of it as a PS3 game. Exactly.
0: Well, you don't want to play it on a widescreen TV, though. I really Ugh, that but really. Yeah, I, I completely. I played it on a widescreen TV, and it it is so thin to begin with that uh, I moved it over to my PS2 and played it on my PS2 on my 4:3 TV, and it worked out a lot better.
1: Yeah. Well. Uh, anyway, so. We've got a. Uh, it's a classic vertical shmup, and it's the third game in the Raiden series, which is a one of the standbys of this entire genre. It's like if you play this kind of game, you know what Raiden is. It's an institution of the of the genre. Exactly. And uh, it's so basically, you're one ship, and you're gonna go save the universe, just you. And uh, along the way, you can use three different weapons. You've got the spread shot, which pretty self-explanatory, it just shoots bullets all over the screen. You've got your uh, blue, the blue weapon, which is the uh, just a straight blue laser beam. That's probably the most powerful weapon if you're looking to take out a boss, that might be your best bet. Right. And then you've got the green, which is I don't even know how to describe it.
0: Well, basically it sweeps to the direction that you move on the stick right and left. So you can actually sweep the screen quite a lot. I don't really like that weapon to be honest. It, it works well against the regular, you know, the, the regular things that are coming at you. But you get anything even medium or even a boss or anything like that, it's just not powerful enough to take that stuff out. Um I've already beaten the game, so uh, I, I I plugged away at that game for a good four hours yesterday and really plugged away at it and got to the end boss, which is very tough. Um, I got to the
1: end boss this morning and lost.
0: Yeah, it's it's a f- awesome freaking game. I, I'm a riding fanatic though, I have the Jaguar version and I have the turbo graphics version. Oh, I think I have a version of it on the SNES. I'm not sure. But um,
1: I want that PlayStation One version on the Japanese PlayStation store to come out over here. <laughs> yeah,
0: wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Sony, are you listening at all? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, we're a small fry, man. Oh yeah. Um yeah, it should be. I really Sorry. like this game, and, and I was actually listening to the Raiden 2 music, and boy, it leaps and bounds over the Raiden 2 music with, with this version. Um, I really like the music. It's catchy. Uh, some people have actually complained about it, saying it's a little weird for the game, but I really think it's very good. Yeah. Um, I... The background graphics are excellent. When you you know I, We've been playing so much Castle Shikigami and Mobile Light Force 2 lately, with, which have pretty nice backgrounds, but man, Raiden 3's got some really nice backgrounds. Uh, for for the kind of the standard vertical shmup. Now it's not a bullet bullet hell shmup, which is nice because I don't like those games. But I'm really enjoying it, and I'm I'm gonna keep playing it. I don't care if I went through it or not. Now I have to keep trying to do better and better and better, get better score and things like that. So uh, the extras, there's a gallery on it. I can't remember what the other thing is. You can do uh, uh, what is it, like a point? Uh, what's it called? Point rush or whatever? Yeah, you can do. And boss you can rush. also choose to just fight the bosses. Yeah, the boss rush. It's a cool game. For 30 bucks. some people have said it's a little bit too much. I'm fine with 30 bucks. Any more than that, I probably wouldn't have bought it. Um, but, man, I really like it. Especially that Asteroids version, or the Asteroids level, I think it's level four, three or 4. Oh, yeah,
1: 4. The one where all the Asteroids are coming at you.
0: That actually reminded me a lot of the last stage on the Jaguar version of Raiden, the original Raiden, because they remastered that last level and had all these Asteroids come in at you and everything. So that was it's kind of cool. It was a little bit of... Uh, A little bit of a throwback, I think. Yeah, uh, probably unintentional. I've got
1: it's it's I've got a few complaints. This is a shmup, so you're gonna get some of those classic shmup problems that have just plagued this genre. You can play front to end in about 40 minutes, which you know, like I said, if you're into shmups, you've come to understand this. uh, But still, wouldn't it be nice to have a game like this that's like five hours long?
0: I don't think I've ever seen a, sh- a shooter of any type at five hours long. <laughs> yeah, I know,
1: but wouldn't it be nice to have just this really long and drawn-out God, shmup? I
0: right. don't know if I can handle that. I'm so used to... 40 I mean, minutes. Where I play, most of my shmups is on the TurboGrafx, you know, Blazing Laser, Superstar Soldier, things like that. And it's just, it's one of those, it's, it's another diversion-type game. You know, you want to be diverted for a while, you throw Blazing Lasers in. I mean, I've beaten that game I don't know how many times, but I still play it all the time.
1: Yeah, and um, I'm going to have to disagree. I know some people are fine with $30, but I don't know. I mean, how much could it have cost them to brought this game out to the States? How much is the Raiden rights? I mean, uh, Yeah. I, and if they would have put it out on 20 bucks, I think a lot more people would have bought it. Like, a lot more old school gamers would have been like, huh, I remember writing and picked it up. But when you put it at that $30 price point, it really kind of makes it just for the core shmup audience, which I guess is what they were going for, but still.
0: Well, I mean, even the GameStop in the little town that I went to, um, I got the last copy.
1: I got to tell you how I procured this game. Um, so none of the GameStops in my area got any copies of them except for one. And so I called them up, and I said, do you have Raiden 3? And they said, it's only a pre-order. It's the only person pre-ordered that got it. And I'm like, oh, Okay. And then three days later, I saw they still had it on their website. So I called back and I said, uh, do you still got that right in three? And he's like, yeah, but I can't give it to you. And I'm like, well, don't pre-orders end after 48 hours? And he's like, yeah, well, it's an employee's. So, uh, I... oh, of course. so I'm like, oh, okay. And I noticed that was the manager. I called in the morning. So I went around eight o'clock at night where some douchebag who's on my brother's baseball team is uh, running the register and I'm like, hey, uh, your, your uh, computer says you have a copy of Raiden 3. Can I can I get it? He's like, oh, uh, well done. And sure enough, he pulls out a nice sealed copy of Raiden 3, and I walk out and piss off an entire corporation.
0: Huh. Should have pre well, ordered the, pre-ordered. At the that I went to. Yeah, yeah, pre-order. They always ask me that, and I say, well, I live 40 minutes away. Do you really think I want to pre-order and drive all the way there? It was more of a... I was driving down to another city and it was on the way and I stopped in and just said, hey, you got riding three in? And he was actually really surprised that uh, there was so much demand for it because it came in and he even said, I guess, to his manager that, oh, this will never sell. And sure enough, all three of them sell on the first day. So,
1: Yeah, I guess that's good news. Uh, have you by chance played the double mode yet?
0: I don't know if I'll be doing that. I, I, I don't tried it. I can't. I can't. <laughs> There's people out there that'll do it though. I, I, you know, there's videos already of the Japanese that crazy version, I believe. badass
1: Ikaruga player. Yeah, that oh guy. Oh my god, that's why this was made. They might as well name it name this mode after that guy.
0: Well, you know, but that that brings up a, a really good point about this game as well. It's one of the few shmups out there that you can play two player. Which... Um, you can play two players separately, or you can do the the dual thumbstick thing and play it yourself. But it does have two player, which is nice.
1: Yeah, me and my brother played this, and uh, he got his ass kicked. So he was literally gone on the second level, and he threw his controller down, and <laughs> he just walked out like, "I'm fucking done with this, man." <laughs> and I'm like, "Whatever," and I kept
0: going. <laughs> I will say that the ship is a little bit too slow, though. I, th- I I think it needs to be; it should have been a little bit faster. It's just moving around the screen sometimes takes a bit too long, and it seems actually slower than some of the older Ryden versions too. Well,
1: all right, so basically it's riding. If you like riden, you'll dig it. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. Yeah, me too. All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on to the news. So PlayStation 3 has officially released its 1.7 update with a lot of nice features and one big one that doesn't
0: work yet. yet.
1: Why don't you give us some details on that?
0: Well, the one that doesn't work yet is actually something that a lot of people have been asking for, uh, me included. I think this is great. Uh, it allows you to take the PS1 games that you've downloaded for your PSP, and now you can play them directly off the hard drive on your PS3. Uh, it doesn't work yet, and what they're going to be doing is they say around April 25th, or maybe a week after, they're going to be releasing new versions of all of the PS1 games for the PSP on the store. If you've already purchased it, you can re-download it. It downloads to the hard drive, and you'll be set to go. But right now, it doesn't work. Uh, I even tried to take my memory stick, and I you know, stuck it into the PS3 to see if maybe I could copy it off, or something like that. Of course, this update shows up late at night, and I was surprised as hell by it. I'm like, well, what the heck is this? And um, I finally found some details on it, and I kept trying and trying. I'm like, "Whoa, why the hell can't I play Destruction Derby on my PS3?" And then I figured it out. Yeah, I I also that same thing happened to me. I downloaded
1: (laughs) Crash Bandicoot for my brother's PSP like two months ago, and second I heard this update, I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna go try this out." I was flicking through all the menus, like, "Where the hell is it?"
0: I eventually eventually
1: gave up. I'm like, "Fuck this."
0: Well, I even re-downloaded one of my games. I don't to see if maybe I don't need to play Crash Bandicoot that much. Well, but it was more about just trying to figure out what the heck was going on. So anyway, uh, they think it'll be available, actually, April 26th It was the date. So that'll be kind of neat. That uh, that, And actually, I'm sure there's going to be somebody out there that figures out a way to take all of your PS1 discs and get them to work on the PS3 now. Seto Gears the on PSP. the hard drive, baby. Yeah, that'd, that'd be kind of neat, because those games really don't take up that much space. There's, there's a bunch of them that I've checked are only about 200 meg each, so now this this announcement is
1: honestly what I was waiting for because I want them to start releasing bigger ps3 game ps1 games like can you imagine the uh how many copies of Final Fantasy seven downloaded on the PlayStation <laughs> ne- network store you could have or well, that'd be a
0: huge download though yeah I know but still you could do it sixty gigabyte hard drive right it's not about that but man that that'd be that'd be a long download yeah that'd
1: be at least a gig and a half how many how many, right. how many like, what was the file size on those black disks?
0: Uh, about 700 megs. So you, if you're looking at two of those, it's 1.4 gig.
1: Yeah, it's... But it can be a pretty big download. I'd like to see in a Valkyrie profile. All right, so question to you. If you could pick one PlayStation 1 game you'd like to download off the PlayStation Network, what would it be?
0: Raiden. <laughs> one that's not available. Oh, uh, boy. See, I'm not as big into RPGs as you are, though. So a lot of the games that I played weren't those huge games. Ah, well, that's a darn good question, because I actually... I'd like to download the Ridge Racer series, Ridge Racer 1 and Revolution and R4. But, you know, I can play those. I own them. I can throw them in there right now. be nice to have them on the hard drive, though. I always like having the stuff on the hard drive that you can just go and you know, choose it.
1: I would probably go with Persona. Like I said, because I'm mm-hmm. a Shin Megami Tensei freak, and that's really where the beginning of the series... That was the first one of the series to come to the United States, so... I'd like to see that, and I'd also like to see Valkyrie Profile because that PSP support was so bad. Right. And, um, but yeah, as you said, uh, Japanese RPG freak here. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna come out with some stuff that uh, you've never even heard of or don't care about. Huh. All right. So uh, now, the other nice up, one of the other nice things about the update was the fact that you can now, if you have a a USB adapter for a PlayStation 2 controller, you can now plug that into your PlayStation 3 and play PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 1 games with that controller and the Rumble. Yep, supports Rumble finally. Now, I tried this, uh, and it works. So what can I say? And uh, So while I'm playing PS2 games, I'll just have my PS3 6X controller plugged into another port, charging. Now, I've heard that Guitar Hero, unfortunately, is having... So, um difficult problems.
0: The, f- the first Guitar Hero works. Uh the whammy bar doesn't though. Guitar Hero 2 apparently they remapped all the all the controls somehow and Guitar Hero 2 is not working yet.
1: Well, that that's kind of disappointing cuz what that was the one thing people wanted to do with these USB adapters was play Guitar Hero on their PS3.
0: Right, and the funny thing is I think you would see a lot more people start to put their PS2 away and just use the PS3 if they get the Guitar Hero games working. Oh, this
1: is my PS2, so yeah, I'm with you there.
0: Well, like I said, I keep my PS2 around because actually it's on a, on a 4.3 TV, it's on a big Sony Vega, and some games just don't look that good on a big widescreen LCD, so I still have my PS2 hooked up, but you know, there's a lot of people out there that aren't like me that don't have 18 machines hooked up at once, and uh, space is limited for a lot of people, so hopefully, I mean, it, this is a great start, and it shows that Sony's listening to people, And these are two big things that people have been asking for. The second one, you know, they haven't gotten working exactly the way people want it, but it's a start. And the funny thing is, now game makers that are making PS3 games, if it doesn't require motion sensitivity, they could actually put Rumble in the games and the PS2 controller would work now.
1: Yeah, I was actually wondering that. So can it take a game like Ridge Racer 7, which doesn't use tilty support at all, can I plug in my PS2 controller with the USB and just start playing it?
0: Yeah, It'll work on PS3 games. Huh, that's pretty nifty. Actually, the PS2 controllers with the USB uh, adapter have always worked on some of the PS3 games. Um, it wasn't really about that. It was more about the Rumble uh, add-on. So really where they added this was for the Logitech steering wheel for Gran Turismo, uh, which, you know, you can use with GTHD. And apparently, I don't think full force feedback works in GTHD, but you do have the Rumble feature now, so you feel it on the on the steering wheel a little bit. I don't have that... That steering wheel. So I only know what I read. Yeah,
1: people sure do love their force feedback. Oh yeah. Yeah, we joke about it in
0: Europe. That is serious business. Oh, I had a, I had a really good force feedback Microsoft joystick for a long time for my computer, and then Microsoft brought Windows XP out, and the joystick wasn't compatible with XP anymore, and there's no way to get it working. So thanks Microsoft. <laughs>
1: I was, I'm a big fan of the uh, Burnout game. So. Yeah, me too. A little while ago, I. Um, bought the xbox 360 wireless force feedback racing wheel Wow. and i couldn't do it like i couldn't play i can't play racing video games with that wheel i'm not well you can't
0: play burnout with that wheel burnout is too twitchy well no i even you can't do it with a wheel
1: i even tried project goblin which i play a lot and i was sliding all over the place i couldn't <laughs> i can't control it with a wheel like that so i took it back <laughs> i told him it didn't wow. work
0: yeah, this piece of shit.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to pay $150 for something I ain't going to use.
0: Exactly. Um, and then, Well, there's three other things that got added. Uh, really, Well, one of them really doesn't affect us at all, but uh, another thing they added was you can transfer your PS1 data, your save data, to a PSP memory stick and play with your original data on the PSP. So that's a really nice addition as well, because if you have that... Uh, memory card adapter for the PS3, you can just use that, throw it on the hard drive, copy it from the hard drive off to the memory stick, and you're set to go. And that that's actually something that I've done. I've actually moved my uh, Destruction Derby data that I had on my old PS1 memory card over. So And it works. Uh, the one that really doesn't affect us too much is the PAL backward compatibility has been greatly approved according to people on NeoGAF. There's reports that GT4, Devil May Cry 3, and Metal Gear Solid 2 all work perfectly. Radius 5, Jack 3, Soul Calibur 3, Ratchet & Clank 1 and 2 are now outputting at 576p as well, which is basically, uh, I think, 480p over here.
1: Yeah, PAL has uh, higher standards for their standard definition television sets. so.
0: Right. And the last one uh, that was added is, and I think this was already here, so I'm a little confused by this one. I haven't tested it yet, but he's saying that if you press triangle on your login account, if you have multiple logins, you can set which one to auto-login. See, I think that already worked because I have three accounts on my PS3 and I have one set to auto-log on right away, so I think this guy just wasn't paying attention.
1: I think the first one you use is the default one, so maybe after that it just kind of
0: picks. No, because I actually remember setting it manually because I have a, I created an account for when I took the PS3 down to the TFL Daryl's because I don't want my save game on Resistance getting screwed up. By a so bunch of guys who have a... never played it before. Like, oh, let's shoot! Right, exactly. And, well, I could just see them deleting my save game so they could start from the beginning or something. Uh, but I had that auto-logging at the uh, Daryl's, and now my other one's set, so I, I must have done it. I I just, I don't know. I I don't know if you can hit, t- oh, maybe it's that you can hit triangle without having to log in as that account first. Maybe that's what it is. Aww! Uh, Ah, yeah, yes.
1: (laughs) All right, so is there anything else on the 1.7 update?
0: Uh, As far as I know, that's it.
1: All right, if you haven't got it, go get it. Okay, so next story. 1.3 million people have uh, either subscribed or have accounts on the PlayStation Network. This is according to uh, David Kraken? Yeah. All right, Uh, David Kraken, uh, one of the heads over at Sony of America... Uh, 1.3 million people already have signed up for the PlayStation Network, thus growing uh, one of the largest online networks of any console of its kind in history. You know, yada, 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 corporate speech. So is this uh, is this kind of to be expected? I I guess, because, you know, it's free. Yeah, you know, If you've got a broadband connection, why not? And you have one. Right. I think this is... A- now if they just release
0: stuff on the store for us to download. but dum bum
1: Ba-dum-bum. Alright, so... Uh,
0: well... How many, let's see, how many PlayStation 3s right
1: now are currently not shipped, but in people's hands? Because this has got to be a pretty high number of people who are, you know.
0: It's got to be at least a million. I mean, I don't know if there's multiple master accounts created on any of the PS3s, but you would think it's only one master account per PS3, so maybe 1.3 million plus. Yeah. If you want to go, you know, one to one, and then I'm sure there's some out there that haven't been logged on yet. I know my buddy that lives down in Milwaukee has a PS3. T- <laughs> never created an online account because he read the, the EULA, you know, the, the master agreement. Yeah. And he gets, he gets all paranoid about stuff like that. And he wouldn't create an account. He had to wait until I came down to his house. The aliens are controlling the government. <laughs> yeah. They're going to send said, our information and <laughs>
1: destroy the mothership.
0: I said, I t- I'll tell you what, I'll click accept for you so that when they come after you, you can say, I didn't click it, that guy did. The aliens so, emitting from a yeah, city. Exactly.
1: Alright, so uh, I, I would estimate probably there's about between 2 and 2.5 million PlayStation 3s in circulation. Uh, 1.3 million people on the PlayStation Network. Probably a little more than half the people who have PlayStation 3s are signed up. Uh, that's pretty good. Pretty good numbers, considering I think Xbox Live ratio is about 40%. Yeah, that's what they say. And probably and I think maybe 15% of those are actually gold accounts, which is the nice little dark secret that Microsoft doesn't want you to know about. Um, So, yeah, not really a huge news story, but, you know, just an update per se. All right, the next one is uh, interesting depending on how you look at it and how you translate it. Sony is, quote, reconsidering its
0: pricing strategy. Now, good old Torgy, why don't you go ahead and take it away? Well, there's really not much about this, uh... One of the guys at Sony, the Sony president—I don't even know this guy's name—Ryoji Ry- Uh The quote from him is: "We are re-examining our PS3 budgeting process in terms of pricing and volume. Sales assumptions change, and the market is competitive. We are in the midst of revisiting our strategy for the PS3." You know that—that's so open-ended and th- leaves things so wide open that all you can do is speculate at this point and. For for somebody to make that news, it's either they're trying to make it news to say, oh, even Sony thinks the PS3 is too expensive, or it's they've sold enough of of the hardware they want to get start getting more hardware out there because Blu-ray is picking up or something like that. So now they want to get more out there. It's you can speculate all you want on that one. Well,
1: here's the thing, and here's what they're trying to here's what Sony's trying to say is, for the first time, it's it's an open it's an open competition for who wins the console war. I mean, Sony dominated with the PS1. Sony did even better with the PlayStation 2. I mean, the right. Xbox and, and GameCube weren't even a factor. I mean, the PlayStation 2 had had a chokehold on the market, unbeknownst to the likes of which have never been seen in this industry.
0: Right.
1: And um, now they're in a position because they were never in the market. Uh, the PSP is flat-out failing as a portable device. Uh, the PS3 is they've never been in a position like this and honestly maybe they don't know what to do.
0: No, and then and that's a good that's a good assumption as well. It's just one of those things where the quote is so short and he really doesn't go into any specifics whatsoever that I don't know if they're reconsidering the pricing strategy. I mean, do you really think they're going to lower the price before Christmas? Maybe. I mean, it's a maybe, but I don't know. It depends on if it just stops selling. But the thing is, now that we're probably going to see some good games coming up in the next couple of months, like with Lair and with Heavenly Sword and uh, Ratchet and Clank, and you know all the other AAA titles that we've been seeing lately. Who knows? Who knows if if all of a sudden the system sales don't start going up? Guide and Sigma comes out what in like a month. Yep. You know, and there's already people that have been pretty anti PS3, even out on TFL's forums, that have already said you know, when this game comes out, I'm probably going to end up buying it.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to see. It's too early in this, quote, war. It, and it's stupid to call it a war. I mean, it's it's too early to say what's going to happen. I think I think the holiday season this year is going to be a really big indication. Like, uh, you're going to want to see uh, the attach rate between Grand Theft Auto 4 on both 360 and PS3, how the Wii does, how that's going to affect everything. Um... How, how Blu-ray is going to sell over HD DVD, how many people are going to be on the PlayStation Network compared to on Xbox Live Arcade, how Home is going to... You know. You
0: know, how many people are on Home, how many people actively use Home, how many copies of each game sell. How good you know, is Killzone 2 going to be? Yeah. <laughs> if that... That ain't come out this year. If
1: that ain't coming out next year.
0: I think it'll come out next year. The, the way they're talking and the way Phil Harrison's saying, it's farther along than people think. But at the same time... That may be one of those titles that they just wait because they've got some pretty good titles coming out this year already.
1: All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on to our next story. Now, the uh, PS3s are having basically fire sales over in Europe. Basically, since the launch, of the first week of the PlayStation 3 in Europe actually did it extremely well. Uh, since then, not really. So they're holding uh, crazy sales, uh, quote... Uh, ...online retailer GameSeek... ...is selling PS3s for... ...378 pounds... ...which is... Uh, ...37 pounds... ...off the retail price of... ...425 pounds... ...play.com, GayStation, Shopto... ...and W. H. Smith, ...you can get the console for under 400 pounds... ...and this is less than a month... ...after it launched... ...and um, one of the... Uh, ...the GameSeek... Uh, CEO, ...CEO... ...basically said that they're picking up dust and that they just, they can't even give them away at the moment. They're just not selling.
0: And I think there's two factors and I think there's three factors involved with that. Number one, lack of games. Everybody that bought a PS3 got the games they wanted. Motorstorm was probably one of them. Resistance was another big one. But there really aren't that many AAA games yet. Uh, Number two, a lot of people bought them at launch. Biggest launch in history for any video game console in Europe. A lot of people already have them. The people that don't have it probably don't want it until some other games come out or until the, the price drops number three and that's something that's out of their control is the, it's some kind of tax or something that makes it so expensive over in Europe well not not necessarily Europe
1: uh, it's actually fairly reasonably priced in Europe but in Britain is where it's extremely expensive. right
0: and I think part, parts of what is it Ireland or Scotland I believe Scotland uh, it's it's the same way where it's just immensely expensive because of some tax And, you know, that's something out of their control, but at the same time, they probably could have launched it for cheaper over there to...
1: It's not... I I think the way it works is it's uh, kind of one of those, um, the uh, British Empire type things where it's not a European product, thus they're going to think of it as an export, thus they're going to tax the living fuck out of it.
0: Hey, the Queen needs another uh, set of robes and another set of... God save the Queen! God save the Queen! Did you see that? I actually saw that movie. It was very good i have not seen
1: that movie it's it's not it's probably not your kind of thing but it's pretty good anywho like i said it's it's too early to tell but this is not a very good sign i mean this is a month after launch and they're already having huge sales on the playstation 3 i mean have you even heard of that i mean we don't get sales on systems here you can't there isn't the best buy sunday ad where all of a sudden hey guess what this week uh 360, 349
0: come get it. That just doesn't exist. Well, but it's something that if the retailers over here were worried enough, they would do. I mean, they did it on some other systems. They did it on um, Virtual Boys. A lot of places were blowing those up when they didn't go anywhere. I wonder why. A lot of places did it on Dreamcast after after it started dying off. God bless could its soul. You get a Dreamcast pretty cheap. Yeah, God bless its soul. It, know, but it's something that I have seen retailers do here. Not a month after launch, of course, but well, actually Virtual Boy was pretty close. But, uh, again, we don't know how much or how many PS3s are being sold in the United States. It sounds like Europe, if it's it's died off, that's fine. But we don't know exactly how well it's selling or anything else. Sony knows. And the retailers know. So, again, if we're going to speculate about it, it's just going to be guessing. But at the same time, you know, I, I go to Target, I go to Walmart, I go to the places around here. And, yeah, I see PS3s in stock. Um, I, I've seen Wiis in stock around here lately. I've seen 60s in stock.
1: Oh, sure. I still, to this day, have not seen a Nintendo Wii on a shelf.
0: This, it's a weird town that I live in. There's a lot of Amish around, and it's just a really old-school town, so, you know, I walked in and bought my Wii a week after launch. I just walked in and grabbed one. The Wii is the devil! Well, it's not really that, it's just, this isn't a very big video game town.
1: Yeah, I can understand why. Okay, so, like you said, that was all just (laughs) speculation but uh now we got something here that's pretty con- concrete we've got the uh march numbers the NPD march numbers uh the PlayStation 3 is uh it's continuing it's it's sold just about as well as it did in february it sold i believe 143,000 copies oh not co- uh units units yes that's the word uh yeah i've got the official i've got the official right here 130,000 units now the PS2 sold 280,000 units, and it was actually yeah. still the number one selling console of all of them. It out-sold the Wii and the 360, and the DS sold half a million units in a month. This thing Jeez. is a machine. It it cannot be
0: stopped. It cracks me up, too, because I barely play my DS.
1: I, I play a hell of a lot of DS, so...
0: Really? Yeah. Right. I, I I only have a couple of games for it, but I really I don't pick it up that often. I, but yeah.
1: I think I've got like 14 DS games. I'm gonna say. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff on it. Anywho, now what do these numbers say about the PS3? And then what do these numbers say about Sony?
0: These numbers say that they need to get some games out. And- they need to get some games out that people want to play.
1: I, I gotta agree. I mean, they're gonna start coming out in May. I, I mean, there's two games in May that I'm gonna get. I'm getting Spider-Man Three on the PS3 because I'm getting right. that cool Collector's Edition, and I'm getting Ninja Gaiden Sigma, so that's gonna help. And apparently, the summer you're you're gonna get Lair in July. They're saying Heavenly Sword could possibly come out in summer, late summer. Right. Um. It's just really a question of there's nothing on it, and right. You know, I I've got. Out of the uh, let's see, out of the six PS3 games I own, half of them are multi-platform. Uh, one of them's basically multi-platform because Ridge Racer Seven, Ridge Racer Six with like two extra courses. Right.
0: You know, I've only got. But one one other thing that's killing them though is this multi-platform stuff, and it's come up before, and I've brought it up before, and I don't know if I, I've I've said exactly what I need to say about it, but a game like MLB 2K7 and a lot of the other ports, MLB 2K7 is not a great game by any means on either system, on the 360 or the PS3. I played MLB 2K7 on a 360 for an entire day at a friend's house. We went and rented it, and we played it on his machine. And we enjoyed it, and it was much better than last year's. But still, it just didn't do a lot for us. But the PS3 version is worse. The characters don't self-shadow, there's more frame rate issues... And the funny thing is, you know that the PlayStation 3 has the power to do things, but it's the laziness of these people that are porting them over, or it's just to the point where there's so much work to port it over from the 360 to the PS3 because it's harder to program for, quote-unquote, that they just don't do a good job of porting them. And that's killing it right now. And
1: we're seeing that problem right now. All the reviews are coming out for fear, and they're all saying the same thing. It's a great game but the PS3 version doesn't look as good as the 360 version. It's got frame rate issues, the lighting's not as good, the colors are right. washed out, it uh, doesn't sell shadow. Right. It's, you gotta wonder, what's going on, why are they, I mean, it's not It's not even a question of tender, love, care with fear, I mean, the Xbox 360 version of Fear came out six months ago, and the PC version came out about a year and a half ago.
0: Right. So, and, you know, it's one of those things where that's where Sony needs to to really step up and get some games out because obviously these ports aren't going to be the thing that sells anything because the ports have all been crappy
1: well there there are a couple of exceptions enchanted arms is better on the ps3 the godfather is better on the ps3
0: oblivion is better on uh, the ps3 oblivion
1: is looks leaps and bounds better on the playstation 3 than it does on the 360 even after that patch uh for the 360 ps3 one still looks better so it's not really a question of can it do it, which obviously it can do these ports. It's just laziness from the from the companies. Just like, oh, plug it right. on there.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You don't know if maybe they just said, all right, here's your budget, go as far as you can with this budget, or who knows. But, I mean, there's some games that have been ported over like MLB, and, and uh, well, NBA 2K7 was actually really good, but MLB 2K7 is horrible. It is absolutely horrible, on the PS3 especially. And... It's frustrating because now i got to wait for MLB 07, which now they're showing some more videos and I'm getting all excited again. It's so pretty. <clears throat> yeah, and, and thank God that we have 989 Studios, and thank God that they finally started making better games after a couple of years because, man, their games got really shitty on the PS2. Phone. Oh, those the NFL Game Day, game Day went games. The toilet, Terrible. Oh, they went in the toilet because Game Day used to be awesome. Yeah, 98. And game Day
1: 98 I mean, is the greatest football game ever made.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of the best. We, we played the hell out of that game. Yeah. But, you know, thank God that 989 is finally getting this game out. You know, I wish I didn't have to wait until the middle of May because MLB 2K7 is out there. The PS2 version's out there and I want to go buy it but at the same time, why spend 40 bucks on it when in a month or a month and a half I'm going to have a better version of it. Now again, we haven't found out if it's going to have all the modes and all that other stuff but to me, if it plays like it does on the PS2, if it has a good online mode where online actually plays really well and if it looks better than the PS2 version, which it obviously is going to look better, even though who knows how it's going to compare to the graphics on MLB 2K7, but at the same time, just seeing the videos that I've seen, it doesn't have the frame rate issues that MLB 2K7 has, so if there's a little bit of a give and take because it's you know the freshman outing with it, and they don't know how to program exactly everything right now, I don't care, as long as it plays as good. So,
1: And uh, we, yeah, I'm, we also have to remember this, when the 360 first, first launch, half the games that were launched were just ports of, you know, PS2 and Xbox games, basically.
0: Uh, And a lot of the launch games on the 360 were utter crap. Yeah,
1: like some of those EA Sports games were terrible. Gun looked like a PS2 game, you know, so we've got to give it time. This is new hardware. And it is, the cell processor is so unlike anything anybody's ever programmed for. You know, once they get get their bearings on it, the port quality is going to be a lot better. But for now... We're going to have to deal with some of these little hitches and graphical hiccups. And uh, so, let's go ahead and get back to the sales figures. So, the DS, 508,000. Now, the PS2 came in at 280,000 units. So, it's still going strong, which is kind of amazing because the, when the Wii came out, the GameCube completely fell off the map. And right. when
0: the uh,
1: when the Xbox 360 came out, the Xbox completely fell off the map.
0: Well, that was mostly Microsoft's doing, though. Oh, well, yeah. So what's that say about the PS2 and the power it still has? Hey, the PS2 is a huge installed base, and it's great because the cool thing about this is something that I kind of recognize with Raiden 3, even though we think that the 30 bucks is a little bit too much, and it, it is to a certain extent, but it's still a great game. And it plays on the PS3 if you need it to. So now we're going to get all these great games that may not be next-gen graphics and everything else, but they're still great games in their own right, and they're going to be cheaper. And we don't have to wait for the home company to release a little patch so that you can play it on your new system.
1: Yeah, it should also be noted that God of War 2, which came out in March, was the number one selling video game. It sold 833,000 copies behind. Wow. Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter 2 came out, and that sold like 400,000. But the big one and this is the big story with MPD numbers, Guitar Hero 2 came out on the 360 and sold 400,000 copies.
0: You know how long that right. game was in March? Five days. Yep.
1: Sold 400,000 copies in five days.
0: And that's great. I mean, it's funny to me, if 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 I owned the PS2 version and the 360 version came out, I don't know if I'd buy it right away. Dude, Hush by Deep Purple. That's why I bought it. Yeah. I repurchased yeah. it because of Hush by Deep Purple
1: and Rock and Roll Hoochie Coup. Yeah.
0: Luckily, I I can't play that game, so I don't have to worry about spending all that money. (laughs) Poor, poor soul. I know. I love watching people play it, though. I absolutely love watching
1: it. And the so, PS2, 200,000. Wii, 259,000. Still going strong. Xbox 360, 199,000 units. PSP, 180,000 units. Hey, it's also in the GBA. Yeah, that's a start. I get to work (laughs) on your competitor. GBA, how is the Game Boy Advance still selling 150,000 units a month? Well,
0: I wonder if the Game Boy Micro is built into that number. That's the problem, is that you don't know what all is built into that number. But you got to remember, a lot of people will go out and buy the last generation because they're cheaper and they can get cheaper games. There's a lot, I know a lot of people like that. Mm. Yep. I know somebody that just bought a PS2 not too long ago.
1: And the PS3 uh, at the tail end with 130,000 units.
0: And uh they need, they need games. They need games. And the
1: Japanese sales figures for April 9th through the fifteenth, the latest numbers we could find. The Wii is outselling the PS3 six to one. Seventy five thousand seven hundred and fifty-nine Wii's in the week of April 9th through the fifteenth, while the PS three sold about twelve thousand. Yeah,
0: and the three sixty sold twenty nine hundred.
1: Uh GBA twenty six. How
0: do they how do they how do they That's the original GBA?
1: How do they find out that it sold exactly 26 <laughs> units.
0: Computers can do everything.
1: Oh, those silly, silly Japanese.
0: <laughs> Game Boy Advanced SP 654, 360, 2900, PS3 11,948, so basically 12,000. That's a big jump. DS Lite. It's funny, it's not selling that great, but at the same time, look at the 360. Oh my God. It's just the DS Light's gasping for air over there. The
1: DS Lite's 133,000
0: in a week. Yeah. In a week? you got to remember, though, a lot of... Portable gaming in Japan is huge because everybody takes the train and the bus everywhere. Nobody really owns their own car. Yeah. That's why cell phones are so big over there.
1: Yes, agreed. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the next uh, story. We've got Blu-ray is uh, reportedly kicking ass. Sony is quick to point that out. Of course. uh, So do you have that pulled up?
0: Yeah. Uh, They're saying that 70% of the high-def media being bought are Blu-ray compared to 30% for HD DVD. Uh, sales figures provided by Home Media Magazine's market research department. Blu-ray took the lead in February and its percentage of total sales accelerated to the point where it accounted for nearly three out of every four high-definition discs sold in March. So that's uh, that's big. That's in, And to think that the PS3 doesn't have anything to do with that is crazy. I mean, I can't believe how many Blu-rays I already own.
1: Yeah, I, I, I've, I've got... Tried. I've got a steady-growing collection of Blu-rays, one we're going to talk about a little later. Um,
0: I have eight titles on Blu-ray right now. I have six. Yeah, I'm very surprised at that on my own, actually. Yeah, I really didn't
1: think... I mean, when I got Ricky Bobby that came with it, I I just kind of put it in, and I'm like, eh, whatever. And then I just started building them up, and now I've got a a bunch of them, basically. Right. And um, everyone I know who has either a Blu-ray player or a PlayStation 3 is buying blu-ray discs anybody who's got a nice tv is indeed buying a bunch of blu-ray discs
0: hey my parents are buying a blu-ray player
1: and uh oh yeah the planet earth the complete series is coming out for them right
0: my parents uh i got there on friday and they said my stepdad said hey we're getting that planet earth on on disc and i said what i said you bought it on dvd and he says no that that high definition dvd i said oh the blue one the blue one (laughs) And I went in and looked, and sure enough, Ma had bought the Blu-ray version, because she thought that she could play it on a regular DVD player. And I said, no. So in- I said, you have to... So instead of
1: taking it back, they decided to invest $700 in a Blu-ray
0: player? Well, now here's the funny thing. I started thinking about it, and I was talking this over with my buddy, and he even said, well, why don't you just get him to get a 20-gig PS3? Because it does... It has more features than most of the Blu-ray players out there, and it's cheap." They better get one now. Well, I stopped at a couple places around that area, and there's there's a few of them at, at a few of the stores. They're not going to recall them. Sony's just not They're just going to let people sell them at their leisure, so... Uh, yeah, we'll see. They're on a trip for, for two weeks. When they get back, they've already talked that we're going to go buy a player and everything, and I said, all right, well, we'll look around for one, and I even mentioned, no, why don't you get a PS3? Then I got one to play when I come here. And, of course, I got a weird look, but at the same time, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> hey,
1: the 20-gigabyte PS3 is the cheapest Blu-ray on the market, and... According to all intents and purposes the PlayStation three is a fantastic Blu ray player.
0: It is a fantastic Blu ray player. It runs quiet. It boots up faster than most of the other players out there. It runs B D Java. B D Java, which only one other player supports right now, and that is over a thousand, I think, still, I have to look. Eleven 1, hundred. Yeah. The, so the official it, Sony high end one. It's not a bad idea. It you know, it's an upgradable player too. It's it's got an upgradable OS, so I might have to talk my parents into that one, even though the, the nice thing is it looks stylish and my mom's not going to mind it too much. So we can put it in their entertainment center and hook it up with the HDMI and really make it sweet. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm going to have to, uh, agree with you. So yeah, I mean, you can say anything about the console or, or, but the I mean the, uh, high def war, but the numbers don't lie. And Blu-ray is just flat out from an economic standpoint, kicking HD DVDs ass. And from a, uh, from a title standpoint too. I mean, it's just getting more varied titles, uh, Right. And so many companies... They need
0: to release Batman Begins, though, damn it. God, that would be so awesome. Yeah, it pisses me off that that's only on HD-DVD. Where are
1: you? Right here.
0: Yeah. All
1: right. um, Now, one thing I did hear that uh, Walmart is apparently reporting that in the fourth quarter of 2007, somebody is going to release a $199 HD-DVD player. That could really be the turning point right there.
0: Well, at the same time, who knows... How cheap Blu-ray players are going to get by then? Well, the, the die outs. It a, well, if they're selling at a four-to-one ratio, they're selling them enough that they can start making them cheaper and get. You know, it's all about volume. And if they see that happening, they could easily take a loss on that hardware just to get the format going.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think Sony's going to even let. I mean, Sony's a lot bigger company than
0: Samsung. Is
1: Samsung putting out HD? Uh, it's Samsung or Toshiba. I think it's Toshiba. Okay, one of those companies. You know, Sony is going to let this huge uh, something as big as Blu-ray lose this console. It's better
0: tech.
1: It's flat out better it's, tech.
0: I agree it's better tech. It's, it, coming, coming through as a computer geek the way I am, I just like Blu-ray because it's more space per layer. And for me to be able to throw a Blu-ray into a burner when they finally get affordable, and I'll be getting one because even on a single layer 25 gig compared to 15 gig on HD DVD, uh, I'm going to go for the 10 extra gig. That's just you know, (laughs) that's that's smart business there. And Dell
1: is also uh, Dell's also said that when they start putting in the next generation standard into their computers, it will be Blu-ray disc. It will not be HD.
0: Right, and Apple also supports it too. They they're actually part of the Blu-ray consortium. So you've got Apple on board as well, and um, you start getting all those drives in the computers, and it's just going to start. You're going to see a lot more Blu-ray come about.
1: Agreed. Alright, so that is all we have for This Week in the News. So now we've got This Week in the PlayStation Store. Not much. Dick. Yeah, I know. Son of a bitch. Alright, so we've got a trailer for The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. We've got a trailer for No Reservations from Warner Brothers Studio. What the hell is that? It looks like a real crappy movie, I, bet so it I didn't does. even... We've got Ocean's 13, the official trailer. Uh, God. I, I love those movies, so I'm not going to say anything. Uh, but uh, the only good thing worth watching this week is we've got the official trailer in high definition of Ratchet & Clank Future Tools of Destruction. It looks uh, godly. That game is going to kick so much ass. I love Ratchet & Clank. Oh, did you hear what, they, what Insomniac Games did?
0: Yeah, with that kid. I can't... Isn't that the coolest thing ever? Makeover. That I, I'll tell you what. I got goosebumps when I read that. Um, if people haven't heard about it, Extreme Makeover was uh, up... I think it's Salt Lake City that they're at. I, I don't know. Down there. And um, this kid is a big video game fanatic. And he's paralyzed. And his father was actually paralyzed in the military. So basically, two people in this family are paralyzed. So they did a, uh, an Extreme Home Makeover on their house. Made it completely... Uh, wheelchair Accessible and everything else and I missed the episode, I was going to record it but what they did for the kid <clears throat> once they found out about it is um, Insomniac Games actually created a, P- or a likeness of this kid in the game and put him in this little like flying saucer Yeah, they've implemented and an
1: entire playable level, implemented him into the story and everything
0: <clears throat> So he's actually going to be in the final game which is the first time they've ever done that uh, they've never put a real person in any of their games. And they had it actually up and running within a week. They had the kid in and working. They haven't you know, they haven't got him in the, the ba- whole game basically yet,
1: every single person at Insomniac games completely stopped what they were doing and they all for a week straight crammed and crammed and crammed and put this kid into this video game. Yeah,
0: that's just amazing. That I I I seriously I'm getting goosebumps again. I mean that's just that's yeah. one of the coolest things I've ever heard any company do. Further proof and that
1: Insomniac games is the the best corporation for the best video gaming developer on the planet, basically. Well,
0: the nice thing, it sounds like they have, you know, coming down from Ted price all the way down through management. It just sounds like they're a big game developer at the same time. They still treat everybody with some respect. I mean, you listen to their podcast and it's obvious that they're all having a good time doing what they're doing, even if they have to have to put in all those late hours and everything else. Yeah. Um, so, I heard that and I was just dumbfounded. And, and if I can find the link, I'll put that up on our, our show notes as well.
1: Captain Quark for the win. Yeah. All right. So, that's really all we have for the PlayStation Store. Uh, new releases uh, on the PlayStation 3. Gaming wise, we actually have a game that's coming out. Hey. Yeah, we have uh, Fear. Boo. Yeah go buy the 360 version it's a i read it it's a really awesome game it is a lot of fun the ai is phenomenal but if you have a 360 or any other way of playing this don't get the ps3 version it's crap. don't support crappy
0: ports right i agree completely
1: okay and uh on the blu-ray we've got on may 3rd we've got dream girls uh glenn's favorite movie and happily never after what is that
0: it's an animated movie, and it got panned so hard. I bet it's great. My friend took his two kids to it, and the kids even got bored with it. It was supposedly just horrible.
1: Huh, well, wow. In case you need something to fire up your Blu-ray player this week. All right, yeah. so, finally, after uh, four episodes of trying to get a hold of it, I come to you today with a review of Dragon's Lair on Blu-ray.
0: Now, you're supposed to start it off the way you said you were going to start it off.
1: Oh, okay. Um, we, we, we put a little so, show schedule, uh, we write a little so, show schedule, and on the show schedule, it says, and I quote, fucking blue fucking ray review of fucking Dragon's fucking Lair.
0: <laughs> there, now we have our explicit tag. <laughs>
1: Thank you, iTunes. Alright, so, as I said, we've got a, uh, the Blu-ray of Dragon's Lair, the classic classic uh laserdisc video game from nineteen eighty four. Um in the game you star as Dirk De and the princess has been stolen, so you need to go through this crazy labyrinthian uh man- uh evil castle full of uh the black knights who sound like John Madden stuttering, uh dare a oh here here's, the here's here here's a guy here, here's he's gotta, a guy he's gotta gotta throw the football <laughs> all right <laughs> okay enough you <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta save the princess fair you've gotta follow a crazy frog you know all that good stuff it's it's a dragon's lair you you should, you if you haven't played dragon's lair th- to me that's not playing Mario that's not playing Zelda this is it's one of the most amazing to this day it still looks incredible thing about this game is that, if you haven't played it, it's a Laserdisc game. It's basically a movie. It's a 35mm widescreen movie, animated by Don Bluth, who did Secret of the Nymph, and you control Dirk, you either press left, right, up, down, and then you can press A to attack, well, X, or, you know, the button. You go through the game, and you just... You press left when you think you need to press left, or press right when you think you need to turn right. Hope you don't die. Odds are you will. And you go through, and you watch this really amazing-looking, well-animated video game, basically. Um, it's It's been completely digitally remastered. Uh, the audio's been completely done over, and it looks... This is probably the best Dragon's Lair is ever going to look. Uh, right. It's it just it's so well detailed it's obvious they kept the print in very good shape um, the fire effects look great uh the animation the the facial expressions i mean if you've seen Secret of the name, you know what this guy's capable of. He did a fantastic job um animating it and it's i wouldn't really call it fun to play uh it's kind of it's kind of frustrating well
0: it, it was when I was in fifth grade and I was uh bowling on Saturday mornings and they had it at the bowling alley but it's very limited gameplay, you're just you're looking for a flash and you press left to go towards the flash at the right time, it's all timed, but you know at the time it was revolutionary, you've got this game that's like a freaking animated movie, it was awesome.
1: Yeah, it's... Um, it, now one of the downfalls about this game is, now Glenn, when you were in the 5th grade and you played Dragon's Lair the first time, how much did it cost you and how long did it take you to beat Dragon's Lair?
0: That's one of the first games that cost me 50 cents to play. And it took quite a while to actually get through the entire game because it'll, it'll throw curveballs at you. It'll actually reverse it. You know, where you... Because th- you, you can memorize the entire game, and that's basically where it, where it comes down to is that you can memorize every one of the moves. If you can do that, you can walk through the game every time, but you have to memorize it per scene. You can't memorize it in order because sometimes they'll throw one at you where you think you were supposed to go right, but they flipped it around, so now you have to go left. Or they'll put the scenes out of order. And... I mean, I ended up beating it, but it took me, uh, it took me probably three or four Saturdays.
1: Yeah, um, when you, when you play, if you play through the game beginning to end and you know what you're doing, like I am, 23 minutes-ish right. around there, and one of the bonus features is you can actually just sit there and watch the, uh, the movie version of Dragon's Lair, and it'll take, and it, it's about 20 minutes long, so it's. Kind of short from a video game perspective. I mean, if you're playing, if you're buying this as, oh, I'm gonna play this awesome new video game. No, yeah, don't. If this isn't, that's not what you buy Dragon's Lair for.
0: It's a piece of nostalgia, and it, it's just a piece of gaming
1: history. It's very good nostalgia. It holds up much better than than like oh, like Space Invaders. Like it, it holds up so much better than most of those classic retro games because it still looks and sounds so good. It's got a, it's timeless. It's, it's like a cartoon. It's You can't... It will never age. Right. Um, so it's got a lot of great bonus features. You've got a full-on audio and video commentary with the creators, Don Bluth, and the guys who actually made the game. Um, you can either play it as an audio commentary while you're playing the game, or you can put a video commentary on and they'll just be in the corner talking. Right. They'll, they'll block out part of the screen and they'll just be in the corner. Um, there's behind-the-scenes featurettes on how they made the game, how they came up with the idea. Um, it's the first, well, it's not the first one to use it, but it's one of the, uh, first to fully integrate BD Java into the, and it's, because of this, it just runs so fluidly, there's l- very little to no pause or downtime like there is in the DVD version, where if you press left, you'll have to wait like half a second, then it'll go left. Right. Or like in those old school laserdisc ones where it was even worse. Oh, it's yeah. instantaneous basically. Like you press left, he goes left. Oh cool. And it's it's lovely. <laughs> this is this is the best way to play Dragon's Lair ever. Basically huh. and uh I'm gonna give it a five out of five. The only problem is even as a Blu-ray it's kind of expensive, it'll run you at thirty five dollars if you buy it in a store. Yeah, I know, I've seen it on Amazon for like twenty eight. Uh, yeah, it's an expensive Blu-ray. It's it's uh, retail price is fifty bucks. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, this is a definite five out of five. If you love retro gaming, if you l- love nostalgia, if you love Dragon's Lair, you need to you need to purchase this. This is a great great piece of entertainment. You'll love
0: it. Yeah, it's probably one that I'll be buying soon, just to have around.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a great showpiece too. I mean, it, as an an. Ad- it's an animated movie. If you're just going to sit there and watch it, it looks amazing on Blu-ray right. and on your nice big TV. Cool. All right. So we got anything else lined up for today?
0: Well, I think that's about it. We're It's a pretty slow week, but at the same time, we still went over an hour. So I, I, as usual, talk too much, and uh, you just have a lot of stuff that you talk about because you bought so many goddamn games this week.
1: Yeah, I'm broke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say boy you keep buying all these um, all these RPGs what can I say nice I got have some... all that free time
1: no that's a... I was talking about this earlier man and you probably have the same problem I've got this horrible backlog of games I'm never right. going to beat
0: right well sometimes you just have to buy a game because you find it used or whatever else and you just have to buy it because who knows if it's going to be there again Shin and... Tensei Nocturne <clears throat> yeah you know I bought I bought Mobile Light Force 2 for the PS2 a long time ago I just played it uh, Friday <laughs> so it's just one of those things where I have games sitting here I haven't even touched yet. So, eh, happens.
1: All right, well. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh if you're listening to this on iTunes, you can visit our website at www.playstationnationpodcast.com. Join our pathetic forums. Hey, we have a couple new members. Yeah, I noticed that. We're actually starting to get some rec- uh some people. Oh, a guy, um I'm going to give a shout out to his PlayStation ID Cry for War. He actually yes, sent, yes. Yeah, he sent me an invoice and I'm like, How'd you get the oh the podcast? And he's like, Yeah, you, I love your show. So uh shout out oh, cool. Yeah, shout out to him. Um and if you want to call if you want to email us, you can email us at ps three podcast at gmail dot com. If it's well written and you don't sound like a douche, we will <laughs> we will read your letter on air and answer any questions you have. Yes, we will. Yeah. Alright, so without further ado, uh, representing all of us at PlayStation Nation Podcast, this is Jared Johnston. And this is Glenn. And remember, Podcast
0: Beyond. Ah, uh, you know, this music makes me want to put a triangle on my private and squirm around. Like in the movie. Like what? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. i to put a triangle on my privates and squirm around. Okay. Or he'll steal your lunch. Your lunch You better run Cause he's got the run Cause he won't stop singing, Oh, your lunch Oh, yeah <clears throat> Good, play it mm, Listen to that guitar solo I think it's by Eric Clapp Yeah, Eric Clapp Hey, Jodan's personal prostitute made it into the credits. Takes a roast and wrap and bacon. But there's potatoes on the side. Woo. Yeah, pass the gravy now. You know, maybe we should lay off the food jokes, guys. Yeah, I guess it's not really fair to Joe Don Baker. Yeah, I mean, some people just metabolize just a little slower. Meatballs so. fried in love! All right, servo! Sorry, Mike, all bets are off. No, come on.
1: Eat, 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 eat. Okay. munch, 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 choose, choose, choose.
0: Gorge, 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 burp, 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 burp. Stop, lots of food, and you mean oh. baby face oh. now you guys prepared that. Come on, it's an obvious line, Mike. Pork, chops, cream puffs, candy bars. It's a Cheetah's he won't stop till he eats it all. Okay, that's it. I'm going. you good. Give <laughs> me yeah. food joke. Give me seconds, baby. Ooh. Hey, baby, you gonna finish that? <laughs> Anyone gonna eat that last piece of cake? Because I will. Oh, somebody give me a napkin. Mm. Hey, 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 hey. Where'd Mike go? Mike? Mike, Mike. Hey, he ditched us, Mike. What do I do? Oh.